What's up, everybody? My name is Lindsey Melton Jr. Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Podcast. What's good, everybody? Like I said, again, thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. Um, so let's get into it. I know it's been a few weeks since I've done an episode. Let me just catch up today. Uh, me and my wife, we are youth pastors at a church here in Central Florida. Um, a couple weeks ago, we did youth camp. All right, we did youth camp for our students, uh, just a three-day youth camp, and that was really powerful. Um, it went better than I thought it was going to be, especially for our very first one here in Central Florida. Um, hopefully, again, we'll get to do it next year. Um, we, you know, so it was really good. Um, just praise report, we also had two students uh, spontaneously. They made the decision while we was out in the ocean um, on our beach day, the very last day. They made the decision to get baptized. I know. It was awesome. So awesome. Um, and then so uh, so that was the reason I didn't put an episode out that week. And then the following week, I just needed to recover because I was zapped mentally, physically, emotionally. I was just zapped. So here we go. There is a lot that has happened, but what I want to talk about is Alexander Hamilton. That's right. Okay. Now don't turn off. Okay. Because you probably are like me. I hate musicals. Yes, you heard that right. I hate musicals. And I'm a musician. The reason I hate musicals is because nobody, <laughs> nobody sings randomly in song. I used to think that. And then, like, there's times where I'll have a conversation with somebody and they'll say something and it will trigger a line or a lyric from a song and I'll sing that part. And uh, one of my coworkers, she reminded me, she's like, yeah, because nobody randomly busts out into song in their life. And I was like, ooh, yeah. So um, I can't not like musicals for that reason. So I guess I guess just witnessing um, a group of people sing and dance repetitively uh, throughout the course of their um, portrayed life on a movie or play, it kind of annoys me. However, Hamilton is the opposite, bruh. The opposite. I mean, it's it's constant singing, all right? Constant singing, but it is so good. So if you don't know what Hamilton is, all right, Hamilton is a play about one of this country's founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, written by Lynn manuel Miranda. Hey, I got it. All right, it's really good. So like I said, I hate musicals, but I loved Hamilton. So therefore, I no longer hate musicals because now there's one that I love, and it's called Alexander Hamilton. I couldn't resist putting that in there one more time, um, but let's get right into it. So this play, there are several things to pull from. Um, just right off the bat, one of my favorite things was the antagonist, um, Leslie Odom Jr., if you don't know who he is, but he played uh, Senator Burr in the play. He opened when he 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 opened up the play, and out of his mouth, right out the the gate. Now, if you don't know this, it's all rap. I mean, there's some singing and stuff like that, but ninety seven percent of this is all rap. And I'm like, so for me, it's catered to me because rap is my favorite genre of music. I love it. So when the antagonist in the play, he opened up the play and his voice sounded like a, a sounded like Kanye with a hint of Kendrick. And immediately I was hooked. And but also he's he's a jazz singer. 
So I'd never heard him rap before. And like he was he was sounding he wasn't sounding like himself, which blew me away. I was like, how is he able to do this? He really is acting. That's that's amazing. But also, so his his voice had me hooked. Um, the fact that it was rap had me hooked. This is all within the first couple minutes. And then and then they did this for people like me. Okay. So the antagonist, he said, he said, and I'm the one who shot him, talking about Hamilton. And I'm like, wait, so we just gave away the ending? Okay, well, now I'm hooked because now I need to know why you shot him, how you shot him, when you shot him, where you shot him. Like, it, yeah, S- instant bait. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Now, I do have to give a disclaimer. This play is two hours and 40 minutes long. Yes, two hours and 40 minutes long. Be smart. Me and my wife, we broke it up in two days um, as far as we we broke up. Um, broke the play up and watched it in a matter of two days. And it was really good. I had to drink some coffee because I was getting a little sleepy, but that was just because um, the second day we decided to watch it right after church and I was tired already. So yeah, but um, I pushed through it. It was good. I encourage you to check it out. Um, One of the things I loved about it was the diversity in this play. It was truly a salad bowl. Truly a salad bowl. Now, Lindsay, what do you mean a salad bowl? Well, if you've listened to any of the um, previous episodes, I referred to Dr. Jane Elliott. Dr. Jane Elliott, who uh, used to be a uh, educator, now she's um, she's an author, she's a speaker, um, and she talks about um, racism and and and, and the injustice um, that we we overlook. But anyway, one of the things she talks about was she says that, you know, we've always referred to, in history, we've always referred to America as a melting pot, when really it should be a salad bowl. Because in a melting pot, you, you're literally melting everything that goes into that pot to make one basic, one congruent flavor. In a salad bowl, you know, you want the cucumbers to be the cucumbers. You want the carrots to taste like carrots. You want the lettuce to taste like lettuce. You want the cheese to taste like the cheese. You want the dressing to taste like the dressing. You don't want all of it to taste the same. But each individual item that is different makes that salad what it truly is. It completes it completes the salad. And it was beautiful to watch these people of color portray founding fathers. It was so beautiful to watch people of color portray founding fathers even though you know obviously the founding fathers were white and those that written the bill of rights and all those laws were white still watching this play it felt like this was the way the birth of america should have been it it should have been this way it should have been multiple races coming together under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all to create a great nation. But instead, it was one race leaving a nation that oppressed them to start a new nation. And in doing so, they murdered a native race and enslaved and oppressed another race. Like, think about the twisted irony in that. One of the humanistic things about this play was... Uh, while you're watching it, or at least for me, while I was watching it, I was reminded that these guys, the, the ones that formed the country, they didn't have it all together. They didn't have it all figured out. And decades later, 
we still don't have it all figured out. In fact, the things that they argued about back then, which was um, state tax, um, how much control um, the federal government should have, how much control a state government should have, um, poverty, um, farming, are some of the same things that we argue about today, education. I mean, like, it was, it was shocking and sad because it's like, wow, like, decades later still, you know, the vernacular may have changed, which it has, but the topics are still the same. You know, one of the cool things about Lin-Manuel Miranda's character, Alexander Hamilton, is he would look around himself and ask himself, why is there so much suffering? Why does this unfair thing exist? What am I supposed to do with this time that I've been given? That's that's so profound. And, and as the play goes on, you see these founding fathers. You see... Um, you see Hamilton, you see Jefferson, you see so many of these original characters. Um, they were so focused on posterity. They were so focused on posterity, and that's kind of what I want to talk about, posterity, um, future generations. They were so focused on whatever whatever laws they came up with. They didn't, came, they didn't come up with it to please themselves, but they were thinking about future generations. When they built buildings, when they established colleges, when they wrote laws, when they did whatever they did, they were doing it through a through a filter of posterity. They were thinking about who after me will be affected by this. How will it shape their world? Will it make it better? Will it make it worse? And as human beings, as Jesus followers, we are supposed to be able to do the same. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a nugget. All right, listen. At the end of your day. You have to. Ask, you need to ask yourself this question: Was there anything I've done today, or was there, was there anything I have done today that will make a better tomorrow, or contribute to a better tomorrow for people that come after me? Is there anything that I've done today that will contribute to a better tomorrow for a generation that comes after me? These men, they were so focused on posterity. They were so focused on the generations that were coming after them. I mean, it was even in the songs. Perfect example. Uh, one of the songs that I loved was One Last Time, and history has its eyes on you. Two different songs. One Last Time, which I love that. In fact, I was singing it all day yesterday. Uh, find, finding Ways, which goes back to when my coworker said, you know, nobody sings randomly in songs, huh, Lindsay? Yeah. Uh, I was eating that. I was eating that sandwich all day yesterday um, because I would find ways to like, um, especially when uh, uh, on my wife's lunch break, we was talking or whatever. And she's like, all right, I'm gonna eat this last bite. Then I'm gonna go. And I'm like, one last time, teach him how to say goodbye. You know, just, it's so funny. But going back to the, you know, these men being so focused on future generations, literally one song is titled, History Has Its Eyes On You. And it's a message from Washington to Hamilton. He's encouraging him to, you know, don't just don't just do stuff for yourself. But remember, history has its eyes on you because there's something in you that needs that that needs to get out and shape the future world for future generations. And I encourage you, if you're listening to this. History has its eyes on you. The next generation, whether you see them looking at you or not, they are looking at you. Let me talk to you for a minute. The person you see in the mirror, you are either somebody's example or somebody's excuse. Woo! 
You're either somebody's example of doing something right or you are their excuse for the reason they do something wrong. Make the decision. What are you going to be? One of the descriptions for Hamilton was they said that he wrote like a man who was running out of time. Why do you write like you're running out of time? He wrote papers like he was a man who was running out of time. And that really stuck with me, and I started to think, what if we, what if we, what if that was the way we approached carrying out our purpose in the earth? What if that was the way you approached carrying out your purpose in this earth? Like a man or woman that's running out of time. Okay, so I gotta, I gotta be the best parent that I can. I gotta, I gotta pour so much purpose and intentionality in these kids. Or if you're an employer, okay, an employer that's run out of time. So therefore, I need to shape my community for the better. I need to empower those that are underneath me, financially, mentally, physically, emotionally. I need to establish something that will outlast me, that will outlive me. I need to I need to establish something that will reflect my creator. If you're an employee, okay, if I'm an employee running out of time, I need to give it my all. Even if I don't feel like it, I need to show up to work with 110% ready to go. I need to look uh, for the best in others. Just as a human being, we can we can go through all the descriptions of parent, employer, employee, um, um, you know, pastor, um, entrepreneur, um, husband, wife, spouse. We, we can go through all those, but at the end of the day, if you have made the decision to follow Jesus, then I'm talking to you right now. James chapter 4, verse 14 says it best. James says, but you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring. For your fleeting life is but a warm breath of air that is visible in the cold only for a moment and then vanishes. What if that was how we filtered our life? Realizing that, you know what, my life is just, it's, it's, it's a vapor. It's like when you breathe in the cold and you see it for, for a split second and then it goes away. So, but while it's visible, I need to live my life to the fullest. I need to reflect the glory of God in everything I do, in my speech, in my actions, in my walk. I need to witness. I need to share the gospel. I need to share the gospel through uh, to people I know and to, to strangers, to people I don't know. I need to, I need to effectively pour purpose into my kids and their kids and their kids. I need to build something that will outlive me. I need to I need to build up my community. I need to pour back into my community. I need to build something that will create a better tomorrow for future generations. Not so they can say, wow, look at me, but so they can say, wow, look at how awesome God is that he put, put people on this earth that would create a better world for me. Not because they were selfish, but because they reflected the glory of God to the fullest. Wow, Lindsay, you got that all from Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> the purpose of this podcast is to take something current and bring you back to a path that lands you at the heart of God. I give you one final thought. There is one more thing. Inventor and engineer Alexander Graham Bell. This is a quote from him. He says, Concentrate all your thoughts upon the work at hand. The sun's rays, as you end, the sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus.
say that one more time. Concentrate all your thoughts upon the work at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for the person listening to this episode. Move them to action. We don't just want to be talkers, but let us be doers of your word. Let us go the extra mile. Why? Because you went the extra mile for us to the point of death on a cross. And then on the third day, you rose again. And now you sit at the right hand of the Father and you intercede for on our behalf daily. Let us love people like you love them. Let us help people like you help them. Let us share your gospel. Let us reflect your glory through the way we do business, through the way we treat people, through the way we we parent, through the way we um, be in relationship with our spouse. Let us reflect your glory. And Lord, like Hamilton wrote, like a man who's running out of time, Father God, let us make the most of our time. I thank you for the grace and the fuel to complete our purpose on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I want to share with you a music recommendation. It's a song called Quiet by Elevation Rhythm. But before I do, thanks so much for listening. Make sure you share this episode with a friend. Go ahead and pull up your contacts list and you, and uh, click on this link. Obviously, share it with two or three people. And in the text message format, be like, yo, you have to check this out. This is really good. All right. So, thanks so much for listening. Here's Quiet by Elevation Rhythm. I will talk to you next week. moment